Your Shelf or Mine, where timeless questions are answered. If you have a cold hot pocket, is it just a pocket? If croutons are stale bread, why are they kept in airtight packages? A local podcast dedicated to entertainment and never following the plan. From the well-read minds of the Longview Public Library, your shelf or mine. Welcome to Your Shelf or Mine. I'm Becky Standle, Youth Services Specialist at the Longview Public Library. And I'm Elizabeth Partridge, Adult Services Librarian at the Longview Public Library. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so we've got some cool stuff coming up at the library in March. We're heading into March 2019. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's almost spring. We take a two-week program break from Teen Tuesdays in Storytimes downstairs in Youth Services. So that's the week of, like, Monday the 11th through the 22nd, Friday. That's our, like, break. Right. So no story times those times. Our last winter story time will be the toddler time on March 8th. And then we spring Ooh. <laughs> back into programs. How exciting. On March 23rd, which is a Saturday, at 11 o'clock, we'll be back at the special story time with Goddess. And then our regular story times resume the following week, and that's going to be a seven-week spring session. Perfect. Yeah. But the last week, we've still got that first week, full week of March. Um, I've been working on this Riverdale escape room, which is for the Teen Tuesday. Right. I've been, like, catching up with Riverdale right. to prepare myself. And this third season is bananas. <laughs> Not in a good way. It. Oh, man. <laughs> No words. There's like almost no words. <laughs> it's it's so horrible. crazy. I was trying to like explain because Jacob's never seen Riverdale. anything. Right. And I was like trying to kind of explain things to him. And he's just like looking at me like I'm never going to watch this show. <laughs> you have given me no reason to ever want to see this. Nice. But I mean, it's fun how insane it is well, that's well it's you know just, i'm with i'm with jacob though i've never seen it so. that's really ramping up the the plot crazies Whew, man so i'm like how much do i include in this escape room i don't want to like give any spoilers necessarily for this new season oh so um in last weekend or last time we had our part one of two parts series with score mm -hmm. and that was a packed house yeah yeah, that's a lot of people starting businesses. Yeah, I put it's some wonderful. of the furniture into Jennifer's office oh my so gosh. we can make some room. <laughs> that's she awesome. wasn't there. She didn't care. Jerry was like, what's going on in there? <laughs> I was like, oh, I just crammed a bunch of stuff in there. I put them back. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But there is a part two coming up uh, the 16th of March. So even if you missed part one, you're still welcome to join into part two. It's uh, for simple steps for starting your business. So you can sign up at vancouver.score.com org or call the library and we'll get you sorted out a couple of other things that are happening include the uh, nanocon international film festival at the end of the month mm -hmm. and so that's something to put on your calendar now yes so the international film festival is this last week in march they will be showing some of their films monday the 25th mm -hmm. that's tell me more those are random films that they're choosing. But what time is it at, at though? 6 p.m. Okay. When and it, it ends before 8. Everything's going to be PG-13, so anybody can come. And they're all fan-made films. Yeah. 
So oh. they could be anywhere from a couple of minutes long to several minutes long, ten <laughs> minutes long. They're not long films. It's not going to be, you know, an epic. <laughs> anywhere from a couple of minutes to several minutes. <laughs> and then our first Teen Tuesday for the spring session is um, going to be a NanoCon films for young people on the 26th right. too and then they'll be showing other places in the community that whole week right and it's they even are going to do i think it's that friday of that week they have their yes. night at columbia theater for the films to be shown over there right and that's the like the big time reception mm-hmm. with, the, with doug jones with the famous guy so doug jones is a actor he is an actor he's an he actor costumes who, yeah he's yeah. an actor under Cover. Undercover. <laughs> so he's been, he played. He's not a detective. Yeah. He is a famous. He's a famous fellow. Fellow. And he, he was is. in The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. He was in Pan's Labyrinth. Mm-hmm. He was in Hellboy. Hellboy. Um, and maybe Hellboy 2. Was, oh, was he Abe in Hellboy? True the Confessions. I've never seen Hellboy. Oh! <laughs> I have seen it so many times. <laughs> I could recite it to you. Just close your eyes. I'll I'll okay. I'll tell you how it goes. <laughs> do you remember? Imagine. Do you watch Parks and Recreation? No. See, I've I seen always, Hellboy. I like, remember, I seen Parks remember that episode of Parks and Recreation where there's this episode. Do you remember that part on Hellboy? <laughs> where they're supposed to be having like a for donors like a live debate oh, right. okay. event, okay. but the, nobody pay the cable bill and so instead andy's just like reenacting his favorite movies for them (laughs) he does well here we go (laughs) hilarious somebody bring me a cat (laughs) i don't get it nobody really likes cats (laughs) he's the devil like he eats them no no they're his friends oh of course oh don't forget to tell them what we're doing on the 29th also on march 29th we uh, elizabeth and i will be at the lcc sophomore career fair which is something they do every year for high school sophomores to come and like learn from people who do stuff about like different jobs so this will be my 17th year how long have i worked here um doing that and elizabeth's gonna come with me this year Woohoo! so we talk about like what it's like to be a public librarian yay and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a few days ago, Elizabeth and I were here in the studio recording the same episode, and <laughs> it didn't work. Something bad happened. <laughs> so we're recreating. There was Clarence Morawaki. Yeah. He did come from Humanities Wa- Washington, sorry, Humanities <laughs> Washington Speakers Bureau, and he did his presentation on the Japanese-American experience during World War II. And it was a very good presentation and had a lot of community conversation afterward, which is the point of the Speakers Bureau. They mm-hmm. come to different communities, present their information, and then in, engage in dialogue. And it was a great conversation. So thank you, Clarence, for coming down. Yeah. And thanks for all the community. Yeah, thanks to everybody. Yeah, it was a great time. Oh, you know what else is coming? The Writer's Workshop. The Writer's Workshop. Mm-hmm. Good job reading my notes. <laughs> You're reading over your shoulder. So if I'm a writer mm. and I want to get feedback from other local writers, is there like a thing that I could, like a way I could do that? There are so many ways you could do that, but we have one hands-on opportunity Whoa. coming up. Indeed. Tell and Ellen Rose from WordFest is leading it. 
so you know it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. So Alan is going to be conducting a writing workshop, and it's all about critiquing your work. And then he will teach people each week different ideas behind what you're looking for in written work. And people who are participating will write and in small groups critique each other's work. So you'll actually leave the eight-week class with a whole lot of opinions. Yeah. So you want to, if you sign up, you want to, you are committing, you're committing to, to, to all work. eight weeks mm -hmm. and of bringing something new every week. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a lot. Sure. But since you are peer reviewing, mm -hmm. you should have something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. We have, over the last two years, we have had so much interest in writing activities, mm -hmm. having a forum and a place and and a program for local authors. So I think this is a fantastic opportunity, again, to showcase the talent we have in this community. Yeah. So if you have not signed up for that class, there is still time. It starts March 5th. It's Tuesdays from 2 to 4 p.m. And you can send me a note at elizabethp at mylongview.com to get yourself signed up. Very cool. Yeah. What about the 7th of April? What's the So plan? that's a Sunday. Um, looking forward to, to April. Um, this second week of April is National Library Week. And the theme this year is... Strong communities. Right. Libraries equal strong communities right. is the theme for this year. How cool is that? Yeah, it's oh pretty my cool. It just makes me excited <laughs> thinking about it. So we're going to have some fun events and I have some like cutesy ideas. Maybe too cutesy for Elizabeth, but... Too cutesy for me. I'm going to make her do it anyways. <laughs> just really looking forward to April. And oh, all and then fun. the other thing I wanted to talk about is this, um, the Kids Book Club. Right. Uh, for March 27th. Um, we will be reading the first rule of punk. So the kids book club is for um, grades three through five. And you come to the library and pick up a copy of the book beforehand and then read the book or most of the book or as much as you can. And then come to the meeting and talk about it. It's like book clubs like grownups do, but it's kids books. And we will do like a craft or something related to the book. So the book we're reading for March is called The First Rule of Punk. And it is about a kid who, I think she's just starting at middle school, but she's just starting at a new school. It's about her, like, kind of learning how to, like, balance her, like, her mom's Mexican-American culture with her dad's, like, punk rock culture. And there's zines that she makes that are, like, in the text of the book. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. It looks fun. It, it sounds like a good book. Yeah. Speaking of good books. Yeah. So this week we were supposed to talk about books about sports. Books about sports. And um, you really liked your book. I did like my book. Yeah, and, and you loved your book. I, I did love my books, yes. And I don't like sports. No. So that was a bonus. Do you want me to talk about my book? Yeah, go ahead and talk okay. about your book. So I we got, we brought all our props. You can't see them, but they're here. We're showing you. <laughs> so this is my book. Nice book. I'm gesturing towards it. It's called Backfield Boys, and it's by John Feinstein, who has written like a, a number of sports-themed books, including The Mystery Last Shot, which won the Edgar Allan Poe Award. Ooh. And he's also um, like a sports journalist. So this book was pretty cool. It's about um, two boys, Jason and Tom. They're both from New York. They are recruited to go to this fancy-schmancy Prep school. Prep school, but it's like an, a jock prep school. Mm -hmm. um, that's in Virginia. So 
they they went to like a camp before that's like affiliated with a school or the coaches that work at the school. So they're kind of recruited to go there. There's a little bit of discussion with like the moms are worried about like concussions and stuff. And the dads are like, this is a good opportunity for them. And also like the school academically is good. So they decide that they're going to go. And the concussion thing kind of comes up like one other time, but mostly this book does something else. So um, Tom is African-American and Jason is Jewish. Jason's a wide receiver. Tom is a quarterback. And but when they get to the school, they're placed in each other's cohorts. I don't know what it's called. So Tom's put with the receivers and Jason is put with the quarterbacks. And when they try to say, hey, say, hey, like this isn't actually this isn't the position I play. Mm -hmm. So there was like a mix up. The coaches are like real rude to them about it. They're like, you just listen to what we say. We're the bosses and you're just. 14 or whatever but it's like weird to them also they had requested to be roommates and when they got to school they weren't and when they ask questions they're like you don't ask questions it's real authoritarian kind of environment and when you explain it i feel like we're talking about the 50s um this book takes place in the now right it's a contemporary book yeah yeah um so of course they kind of put two and two together and are like hey, they're treating the black kids and the white kids differently. Mm -hmm. But because everyone, all the coaches and all the teachers and stuff are like, you don't ask questions, don't talk about it. They have to be um, kind of covert and do their own investigation. Mm -hmm. Luckily, both of their roommates that they do get are totally cool and like ready to ready to Mm -hmm. investigate with them. They contact a couple of journalists they kind of find like stories, other stories and ways to um, meet with them to talk about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's a basically an open secret that the head coach of this high school football team and the founder of the school are like super racist. Mm. They would never put a black kid in quarterback. Wow. But they they need like a smoking gun for mm-hmm. them to like kind of blow the story up open. Right. Um, so the book kind of focuses on them trying to find that. Mm-hmm. So the book is about... Football. There's like some good football scenes. You're into that. You're not. Don't like make that face. But pretty exciting, like sports stuff. But also just like a lot about investigative journalism and like how to do it. It's a very like. I think the word you used was teachy. Teachy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the? There's like a fancier word than that. <laughs> a teachy book. Sometimes, often, I find that really annoying as a reader. And there were a couple parts where it's like Tom's like. A rose by any other name, and Jason's like, "What's that mean? Where's that from?" He's like, "Remember when English class we read?" Anyways, uh, it's like you don't need to explain that to me, John Feinstein. (laughs) Well, maybe you're not, but of course I'm not twelve. So twelve, right? uh, (laughs) A rose by any other name, Becky. So there's um, there's that uh, element in the book. So even though they're like teenagers in high school, I think it's definitely something that like younger kids could right. read and really um, right. get a lot out of. So before, mm-hmm. um, when I was talking to you about it, I had mentioned how I was like, yeah, this book is pretty good. But, you know, they're at like a co-ed athletic school mm-hmm. and, you know, on page 200, there's like no girls yet. So I was, I was like getting ready to like critique the book on that front, you know, like writing my review in my head. But then it totally redeems it. They... um meet some girls they go to a dance together 
they're like dancing like in interracial couples Uh-oh. and the um, administration like freaks Uh-oh. out and that ends up being kind of like the smoking gun yeah, yeah. well there's that right and then the like um after that happens the school board is trying to cover it up, cover it up mm-hmm. or like you know make it quiet you can't even think of words they're big these yeah. words <laughs> what's it they'll come to you what what do you call it when like Damage control. Oh, there we go. Okay. So the school board is trying to do like damage control on the situation because the founder of that school was there and he'd sent other jockey kids to like break up their dancing. And then they were like, well, we don't want to dance with you. Or the girls would be like, I don't want to dance with you, you know, fellow white person. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, why not? And then they're like, oh, don't be rude to that guy who's like going to force you to dance with him. And they're like, what's your deal? Right. Anyways, so they kind of just having this talk and then the founder of the school just like blows up. Ouch. Yeah. Anyway, so the school board is doing damage control. Um, they decide, I don't know if I told you this before. So the head coach and the head coach of the football team and the founder of the school are both going to be getting bigger jobs, probably at a university like Alabama. So they're like, we'll just tidy this up and they'll move on. And like nothing bad is going to have to happen. Mm-hmm. So part of this damage control is that they decide that they're going to promote one of the the black coaches on the football team to the head coach position. Mm. And that'll like look like they're not racist. But to do that, Mm -hmm. the head coach calls all of the only the white coaches into like a white coaches meeting Mm -hmm. and tells them that this is going to happen is super rude about it. One of the coaches records it on his phone and then gives that recording to the kids who've been talking to the journalists. Mm -hmm. And that's the big, like, smoking gun thing that, like, blows it all out. Wow. Yeah. So it was a pretty satisfying ending. Yeah. Yeah. How'd they do in class? You know, they did great. <laughs> it's such a small part of the book where it's like, and, you know, they're going to class and they're doing their homework. Like, you know. But it, I'm glad to hear they did their they homework. They do. That's awesome. And there was one point. So Jason is not, a, like, a good quarterback. But he runs really fast, so they end up ha- putting him on special teams to do, like, blocking a field goal, mm-hmm. which only works, mm-hmm. like, the first time. And then he does, like, punt returns and stuff. So he ends up being kind of like a star right. doing this. Accidentally. Yeah, yeah, accidental star. What was my point? He finally gets put in. Yeah, and then the yeah. quarterback finally gets put in. I think I was going to say something else that was, like, related to school. Oh, my I gosh. I don't even remember. Is he a really good student? No, Tom is a really good student. Jason is oh, fine. Sorry. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So Jason does get to play some football, but he gets a concussion. Oh. And so his parents come and they're like, the moms have been like one and done concussion wise. So they're like, okay, guys, let's go back to New York. You're done playing football now. But they um, convince them to stay. And then also they're doing this like investigation. And so they need to see it through. And they're like, do they tell their parents yeah. they're doing it? Okay. Yeah. And they're like, maybe we won't come back next year because this place is garbage. But we want to, like, expose it while we're here. And also, they're doing well in school, and they're, like, learning a lot in school, and that's a big part of the reason why they don't just skip out. Good. So it was a good book. Yeah. Sounds pretty involved. Yeah. There's a lot going on. But it's very thorough. Definitely listening to me talk about it sounds like it's all over the place, but it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's got a nice line to it. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Well, good, and you enjoyed it quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, so I like football. Really so, um, so I will talk now about my books and the adventure that led me to <laughs> the books. So, as I have mentioned before, I don't much like reading about sports. I don't mind. 
playing sports, but I don't like watching it, hearing about it, chatting about so it. So she had to listen about this football book like two times. <laughs> <laughs> and I did all right. But I had checked out a book on Hoopa on sumo wrestling because I thought, oh, that's going to be cool. And then it turned into an actual book. It wasn't like fun. <laughs> Dang it. So I couldn't get myself to read that. And so I, I went and found Jennifer and asked her to please rescue me. And she did. So um, <laughs> Jennifer found me some picture books on a sport that I would actually be interested in. <laughs> So she got me three picture books on Lucha Libre. So if you don't know Lucha Libre, it is the Mexican equivalent of um, professional wrestling, <laughs> which is a sport. It's professional. Yeah. You got it. Like a practice. performance. Yeah. 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 It's like ballet. Oh, there you go. Is that, you know, art or sport or combination? Pretty hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do ballet or Lucha Libre. <laughs> But anyway, so the Lucha Libre books that I have, I ended up getting three because they're picture books. So they're fairly short and full of delightful pictures. And uh, there were three, two of which are kind of give you a little history. Informational yeah. a little bit. And then the other one is very much a picture Toddler book doing some action. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so the first one is called Lucha Libre, The Man in the Silver Mask, a bilingual cuento. And this one is really cool because it has very detailed painting drawings in it, and it's done in both English and Spanish. So you can read it in English or in Spanish or both if you want. And it gives you the adventures of this young man who goes out... With his grandpa to go watch a wrestling match. And he actually goes with his grandpa and his uncle. But his grandpa takes him to the souvenir shop and his uncle disappears. So he's not quite sure where his uncle heads off to. Mm -hmm. um, but his grandpa tells him to buy a souvenir to take with him after the match. And he picks a silver mask. Um, one of the luchador masks. And so they go watch the wrestling and during the whole book, it tells you what each side is. You've got the bad guys and the good guys and what their roles are and what the audience does. And then he's still looking for his uncle. He doesn't know where his uncle is. I wonder where his uncle is. I don't know. <laughs> it's so suspenseful. So finally when the good guy. guys come, one of the wrestlers is wearing a silver mask, just like the mask he just bought mm -hmm. at the souvenir shop. And then the guy in the silver mask stops and smiles, looks at him for a long time. And he's like, Grandpa, why is that guy looking at me like that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the grandpa says, he knows you're going to be a great luchador someday. And so then he just cheers on his favorite silver masked luchador. And at the end, he's like, gosh, I wish. Is that his uncle? Mm -hmm. His uncle his looks uncle. like Uncle Jesse from Full <laughs> from House. Full House. <laughs> he does. He's got that hair. <laughs> um, but his uncle shows up at the end with a, a doll of the silver masked luchador. And he's like, oh, I'm sad he didn't get to see it. I wish he had been there. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, me too. And then they go home and he's playing with his luchador and he's telling his uncle all about it. And then uh, the uncle and the grandpa share a secret look because the kid wink, doesn't wink. put two and two no, together. He's he's not very bright. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah. I mean, when he's wearing his mask, mm-hmm. it has like eye cutouts. It does. But when he sees him not wearing his mask, he's wearing glasses. Exactly. Sunglasses. Yeah. So, so you never can confusing. see all his features. Mm-hmm. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe his uncle always wears sunglasses, so he doesn't know what his eyes <laughs> yeah. look like. But then it ends, and then there's a little history <laughs> lesson at the end, so you can read more about the luchadors. The second one is Lucia the Luchadora. So this is the girl perspective, and La- Lucia goes to the park with her grandma, and she loves to run around with a cape on, being a superhero. And she does all kinds of crazy stuff, flies off the monkey bars, off the swings, all of that. And the little boys um, go up to her, and they tell her, girls can't be superheroes. And she gets so mad. Mm. So her grandma sees all this and sees how upset she is and then takes her home and shows her a box from her own childhood where she had a mask and a cape, just like the luchadores. And so she puts on the mask and the cape and she goes and does all of her superhero antics, takes them all to the park, and the boys don't realize that it's a girl that's doing all that because she has her mask on. And so they all put masks on and... They're all running around the park. And then a little girl shows up with a pink mask on. And so immediately the boys tell her that girls can't be superheroes. And so that makes her mad all over again. So then um, she goes and does something magnificent. She runs up to the top of the very scary uh, slide. And she saves a puppy who had been stranded up there. And she's got her mask on and her cape on. She saves the puppy and they're all like, you, yay, you're a superhero. And then she rips off her mask and it's a girl who did that. So she showed them yeah. girls can be superheroes too. So then after that, everybody is wearing their capes and they're being superheroes and everybody's happy. Everybody gets to do it. Yeah. And nobody says, you can't be a superhero. Mm. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. That's always hard. I also liked how, I mean, it was it was kind of illustrative that it's been going on a long time if Grandma had that stuff in a box <laughs> She's from like, when she was a kid. I know all like, about it. So then I actually liked this uh, Nino is that your favorite one? the World. This one was my favorite. And it's a for real hands-on action picture book and it kind of just walks you through this little guy's imagination and it's pretty lively he's in his in his bedroom and he's got all of his toys around him and he's wearing his luchador mask and his his uh tidy whities and does he have on socks and shoes yeah so he's got on his wrestler costume and he's fighting all of the different bad guys in his room so there's the mummy of Guanajuato and the Olmeca head and uh, La, La Llorona and then the extraterrestrial and he's pulling all these toys together and they're fighting and they're having all kinds of huge battles and then um, as all the battles go by he stops and he looks up at the clock <laughs> and the clock strikes a certain hour and he calls it the dreadful hour Four. and so <laughs> so he says las hermanitas have gotten up so his little sisters two little tiny babies in diapers and crawling are awake now and so now he has to battle the two little girls and in the drawings they are cute. they are beating him up and they try to rip his mask off what are those um action sounds Coochie coo. <laughs> <laughs> so they're tickling him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So then in the end, he joins forces with his sisters, and now the three of them are accepting all comers. 
This one also has a little uh, Lucha Libre note at the back, so it tells you a little bit about the history. But they were both, they were all three very fun books, and it, and it's kind of neat, you know, because it's, it's not sports in a traditional sense, but at least it was fun mm -hmm. for people who might not like sports. Yeah. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Yeah, but I had I had a great fun, and I I uh, can't thank Jennifer enough. <laughs> That's a good librarianing. That's right. You say help me, <laughs> help me find a book. Well, I was actually super excited about a book because I went into her office and oh, right. was looking yeah. for books, and she's got that poster on her wall about super or sumo, sumo kitty. kitty. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, I want that one. But it doesn't come out until August. Yeah, I think I got her that little poster at uh, yeah. ALA. It's a, it's a great poster. Just building buzz for that picture book. <laughs> I wanted to read it today. Today. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, so at least we got this one out of the way. <laughs> That's fantastic. But it was also good. There's yeah, other they sports. Were bad. They weren't bad. Other enough. sports books. Like I had a few I was considering, but this was one I had to read for an another reason also. But there's like Bear Town. Mm -hmm. Oh, so you the, yeah you um, tried I tried that's about hockey yeah it's about hockey and it is actually I mean I actually really really liked a man called Uva and it's the same author and I really people when they check out that book they are all excited they mm -hmm. are oh you have to yeah. you and I I tried I started reading it and got to a point where I was just like I just don't. Is it like too much hockey? At the beginning, it seems like that's all there is. But oh, okay. they tell me that it's not. And I just need to keep going. And I think I told you my life yeah. of pie moment yeah. where it took me three. You just got to keep going for me to make it. It's through. hard. Just keep going is kind of like my personal rule for reading. Right. It doesn't always work, but most of the time it does. But I don't think that's necessarily like very good advice. I think if someone is like, you know, oh just keep reading it will get better mm -hmm. and you're like it's not that good if it takes like a hundred exactly. pages exactly. for it to like be good to be good yeah, yeah. that's well, like a that's a hundred pages, pages of, of your bad. life yeah you know that's like a third or a quarter <laughs> well, of the book that that's no good what we were talking about for your friend's suggestion yeah. for another yeah. podcast in the future is like if you spend all of your time reading bad stuff mm -hmm. let's talk about yeah. it let's talk about the stuff we hate yeah, so my friend Megan, shout out to Megan. Uh, <laughs> she requested we do a fan extraordinary podcast <laughs> where we just talk about the books that we hated. Yeah. And I have a few. There's I've, a couple. I have like one book that I have really strong opinions about. And I think I um, hate it so much because other people don't hate it. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, I sent you a title. Yeah. Yeah. I hated that book mm -hmm. so much. And I really liked her first one. I hated that one, yeah. though. So we'll find something. And yeah. my problem is, is that unlike Becky, I do not push through. If yeah. I hate mm -hmm. it, I quit Stop. reading it. And so there are some that I think like Wolf Hall is one of those where I started it and I was like, no, we're done with this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that one. And, and Life After Life was another one I couldn't get into. The other oh. one, my sister kicks me every time I say it, but Discovery of Witches. I didn't get into that either. I haven't read any of these books. So... But that's like my book I never finished, that circus, Night Circus. <laughs> and I did finish that yeah. one, see? I tried. I didn't yeah. ever plan on stopping. Mm -hmm. I just put it down and never picked it, it back up again. Back the ending might be wonderful. I did stop listening to a book recently. You'll what? be proud of me. I got it as an audiobook, mm -hmm. and it was called You Are a Badass. Oh, yeah. So I, I have that on my list. Should I take it off? 
I mean, if it, is it uh, old hat? It's Everybody very. You should. Say you it. should listen. I, okay. Uh, I don't think you like it. Okay. It's. I was just like, shut up, lady. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Turn it off. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. I don't know. It seems to me. This is the kind of like self-help book it is. It's like, oh, I was also like in a place in my life where I was like, what am I going to do with my life? Mm-hmm. I'm not like getting where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I really need, you know, like a kick in the pants. Um, and her her solution for that was to become a life coach. Her attitude is very like, you know, based on the title, like, I'm going to be real no nonsense. Right. Um, I'm gonna like swear and you know I swear like all the time. It could be outrageous. I was actually just commenting on how how <laughs> I've managed to do this without swearing because <laughs> it's it's pretty monumental. But I agree. I, it's like well I can say those words just as easily as you can. But if you're not making a point, then um so like if you love that book, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's also very like the secret like. All you have to do is like believe hard enough, and everything will happen for you. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh, hilarious. lady, I don't. Let me. There Whew. was a there was a book I started that it's not the same, but I was co- so last year you had us read something that was set in about or something like that, a place we wanted to visit, right? Yep. So I checked out this one because it was about India, and it was on. Hoopla, and it mm-hmm. was available, and it was called Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows, and I put that one away <laughs> super fast. I was like, "This is so dumb. I can't even do this." So, yeah, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah. So, any books that I absolutely hate, <laughs> I probably mm-hmm. didn't finish. And with them. this one, I was like, "That's bad advice." Yeah, like n- don't just to take out a, like a car loan you can't afford right. and just like visualize it working out. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. That is so against all the other books in the small business <laughs> oh collection. Boy. Well, and there's another one and I don't know if it's her, but I bet it is, but it's called You're a Badass at Making Money. Yeah, that's the same one. Oh, okay. And like this car thing is like literally what she did. No. And it did just work out because she wrote a book about just... Letting it work out. I don't know. Well, I just don't. Not sound advice. No. And then you're like, not I'm not going to read this financial advice book. <laughs> but maybe it's okay. I don't. You tell me. If you have an opinion, email Elizabeth. There you go. Elizabeth P. <laughs> but I was, was going to say a while ago, mm-hmm. before it got totally derailed. Right. Um, was I was reading this book one time called Jasper Jones. Okay. And it's an Australian book. It's really great. It's a okay. teen book we don't have in our collection. And I apologize. Mm-hmm. But there's this part in the middle where they're playing cricket. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know anything about cricket, but I'm just going to like power through. And it wasn't working. Like I had to put the book down, oh, no. look up the rules about how to play cricket so I could follow this oh. huge chunk of the book. And I ended up, I like really, really liked that book. Mm-hmm. And I and also ended know up how to play learning a lot about cricket so that <laughs> later in life, I was watching Downton Abbey. I was like, I know what's happening. Oh, that's but hilarious. Yeah. Sometimes if you don't know the sport, you're like, oh, what's happening? Oh. Do I care? No. Right. I would have plowed through because just like skip that part. Cricket. Whatever. (laughs) So for next time, we've decided that we're going to read a book set during a holiday. Right. And we are making an effort to do St. Patrick's Day. To do St. Patrick's Day. And so I got on. hard. It is. And um, so I picked St. Patrick's Day murder. So I think I picked the same one. Yeah. Because it's the clear only one you can clear St. Patrick's Day book unless you want like a book about St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. We can read the same book. That'll be sure. good. Yeah. Um, 
you know, there's all the cozy little mysteries. Yeah, because I, I, I had that list of St. Patrick's Day cozies, mm-hmm. and that was the only one I saw that we had access to. Not having there was one that had a, a one of those silly titles, and I was like, that's the one I want. Like a... So I did find another one on Hoopla. Oh. Yeah, because I saw Oh, I didn't one. look on Hoopla. Yeah. I never... I always look on Overdrive. So this is actually a Heather Graham one. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, Dangerous Nights. And I did find a couple of like book lists where it's St. Patrick's Day books. And then you look and they're like, these are just Irish books. That's what that's what I kept finding. Yeah. It's like St. Patrick's Day. Well, no, they were Irish books to read on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. It's like, like no, that's, that's not, not what, what I, I said. Before. Yeah. This is actually two Dangerous books in Nights. one. Um, it's got... Night of the Blackbird by Heather Graham. And it's a, a Moira. mystery murder set in Boston mm-hmm. celebrating St. Patrick's Day. Great. So there we go. Yeah, you should do that All one and that. I'll do the other one. Perfect. Remember how I was like, I'm going to take a break from reading murder books. Right. You and then I to do immediately that. choose a book that's called A Murder or something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cozy, so it's like a cute murder. That's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe you had checked it out. Oh, did you take mm-hmm, get it on? I took it. Yeah, because I looked for from it the shelf. Was, no, uh-uh. oh no, no, I took it off the shelf. Oh, you have the book book. Okay, the book book because it's not available on Libby either. Oh yeah. no, that wasn't me. Yeah, it's popular. It's almost See? St. Patrick's Day, and See? it's the only one. So many people want to read that book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I read all of the MC Beaton Beat. Yep, I know what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I read all of those. Hamish Macbeth books. Uh-huh. And I swear there had to have been one that was St. Patrick's yeah. Day. But, but if it's it like not been in the description, kind of... so it wouldn't really have mattered mm-hmm. yeah, to him. Anyway, but I, I imagine there are a lot of books like those that have St. Patrick's Day. In yeah, them. they're like a small town. There's a St. Patrick's Day parade. Right. Someone gets murdered. Again. It's up for the town librarian to solve it. That's right. <laughs> I'm writing this book right now. <laughs> You know, I had an idea for a book in the library where people go into the stacks and there's like a portal, a time portal uh-huh. in the stacks uh-huh. and you have to go through the stacks a certain way and it just sets off this time portal. So much fun. Do it. Yeah, well. Create that portal. <laughs> anyway. That's all, folks. That I guess. is all. And so next time it's St. Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. And I won't. I'll be here at the next one. No, I won't. Yeah. No, it's March. I will. Yeah. I will be here at the next You're one. You're going to be gone the first week of April, oh, and Jennifer's going to be here with me in the studio. We're going to talk about murder books. <laughs> What's wrong we should, with me? We should have just like a one one show where we just talk about you know, um, flowers. Yeah, something sweet. It's funny. Puppies. I never considered that this was like an area of interest to me, and then I started listening to the, my favorite murder podcast, right. and I was like, oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I've read all of these. <laughs> no, they're talking about like real cases and stuff. Oh. And, and actually, I I know like some things about some of these things, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I was like, I don't have the depth of knowledge on these serial killers that these oh, right. two women do at all. But I definitely like I could get there. Yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna Good. read. So we're gonna um, read books rainbows. About, yeah, rainbows, leprechauns, butterflies. <laughs> we're bringing it up. <laughs> After this, two two more weeks of two murder. Two more weeks. <laughs> well, a whole month of murder. <laughs> and then we're bringing it up. Just in time for summer. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming in to re-record. Yeah, I hope this works awesome. out. I hope you guys are listening to this. 
this recording. Yeah. And not a one that we're doing again tomorrow. Yeah, because, wow. So thanks for listening. I'm Becky. I'm Elizabeth. And this has been your shelf. Or mine. Studio time for your shelf or mine. Donated by KLOG, Cooking Country, and 101.5 The Wave. Your local stations are proud to support the Longview Public Library and your shelf or mine.